Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. Four symptoms of laziness. Four symptoms of laziness. The book of Proverbs, like he rightly said, which is a powerful introduction, are basic wisdom tips that can help us get along. The daily things you need to apply. When Jesus washed your sins, he didn't wash your brain. What he took away was your sin, not your ability to think, not your ability to execute. So Proverbs is for daily application. So Proverbs is written to two classes of people, to the foolish and the wise, the lazy and the strong. And within the context of Proverbs, you will find daily wisdom. One of the reasons, I mean, it's beautiful, nothing against it, but one of the reasons I like us as a church to always start the year with wisdom, Proverbs, I discovered that this year a lot of churches fast. You know, people doing 21 days, 30 days, 40 days, 15 days, 30 days. Some don't even know why they are fasting. They'll tell you, why are you fasting? We want to make the year a better year. You should have done that in December. You're already in the year. And I'm going to teach you about fasting, but I need you to hear this. Fasting does not change the mind of God. Fasting helps you, not God. There's nothing God wants to do for you that your fasting will change his mind. God's mind is made up. His mind is his word. When Jesus died and resurrected for us, all things that pertain to life and godliness have been given to us. So for instance, I give you an example. Like I said, it's not again fasting. We fast when we need to fast. But let's say someone fasts so much and prays and does not seek the wisdom of God, goes late to his work, performs a low job. Scripture says he will excel, who, who was diligent in his job, will stand before kings. He's not diligent, and they drop him off. What is he going to say? That the people of his father's house are after him. All right? So it's good to be a balanced Christian. What does a balanced Christian? Who is a balanced Christian? You fast when you need to fast. You pray when you need to pray. You work hard when you need to work hard. You cannot substitute prayers for hard work. Neither can you substitute fasting for common sense. Is that fine? I didn't hear you. Thank you. Let's get to Proverbs now. Let's look at some signs of laziness. Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 13. Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 13. The lazy man says there is a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the streets. Amazing how... I'm using the, the, the New King James Version. A lazy man says there's a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the street. Go to Proverbs 22, 13. We'll come back here. Proverbs 22, 13. The lazy man says there's a lion outside. I shall be slain in the streets. Proverbs 22, 13. The lazy man says there's a lion outside. I shall be slain in the streets. Proverbs 26, 13. The lazy man says there's a lion on the road. A fierce lion is in the street. How come the lazy man is describing a lion that he has not seen? He's not in the streets, but he knows that a fierce lion is in the street. 
He's not in the street, but he knows that he's going to be slain by the lion. One of the signs of laziness is the inability to dare the impossible. To fail even before you have started. You ought to start a business. And you just conclude. People are not buying this again. You just conclude. No research. No fact-finding mission. You just conclude there are no jobs. And when you ask the lazy man, why are you now out there in the streets walking? He says, there's a lion there. In life, you must learn to dare things. You must learn to start. Just put yourself out there. Get engaged in the process of life. Sometimes you fail. But you learn vital lessons. I remember I said many times ago, the first church I planted, which was a campus fellowship, it didn't do well after maybe one year it packed up. But I've planted several churches after that. And I'll still plant churches. You will never know if you will succeed if you do not start. You will never know. The degree of your success in anything you ought to do in life would only be realized when you start. Don't sit in your house and close up your future. Don't sit in your house and say there's a lion out there. You have to give life a try. You have to go for it. One of the signs of laziness is giving excuses why you should not get things done. And that's why, I mean, I don't watch films a lot, but one of the reasons I like mafia films is that the excuses are limited. If a mafia boss tells you he needs this amount of money, I remember one film I watched, I can't remember the name now, but uh, <laughs> the, the, the mafia boss sent the guy to go take the money. And so he went there and says, uh, oh, he couldn't take the money. The boss says, so you didn't bring the money? He said, no. So he brought his hand, I put it on the, the, the table and cut off this limb. You know, just cut it off. I said, go and bring the money. You know what happened? When he went back, he brought the money. That's why I like those films. Little discussion, massive results. Just get it done. Execute things. You have been writing a book for the past 10 years. When is it going to be released? When you die? Oh, if I publish, I don't know if it will be sold. Publish first. Most of us are actually living below the capacity that God is putting in us because we are so afraid of starting something. So afraid. It's easy to admire people who are out there getting things done and when it comes to us, we say there's a lion in the street and the lion is going to kill me and that lion is fierce. Instead of getting engaged in life, we are busy describing the futures and the abilities of the lion. We know it's fierce. There's something about David I love. I mean, it's a character that I'm, I'm really, really falling in love with in scripture. But there's something about his mighty man that I love. When, um, when, when he said he needed to drink water from the well of the Philistines, I don't know if you remember that story. The scripture says some of his men went and broke the guards of the Philistines to bring him water. It refers to some of his men that on a snowy day they went into the cave of a lion 
and kill the lion. The man just, just expressed desire to drink water. You know what some people would have done, sir? You can't be drinking this water. No, 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 no. There's no way you feel thirsty, sir. It is well with you. You cannot feel thirsty at this moment. The Philistines are there. You, in fact, you know what's going to happen? You know, they now hold a meeting together, right? The, David's men. See, how can David say he wants to drink water from the well in the Philistine? Why is there no other water around here that he likes? This man is a bad man. You know, they will not turn that to a subject of discussion. Ah, no, I know he was evil. Why is it that water he wants? You know, sometimes in life, you will need people who just execute things without excuses. If you want to be successful, you need to be one of those people. Like Gabriel said, you have a boss. He needs to get something done. Get it done. You know, there are people sometimes that hang around you. You send them to go get something. They will pay transport to go get the thing. You send them for something. They saw two colors. They'll pay transport back to tell you the two colors you saw. Then you send them, oh, where go get the green one? They go, they, they go there. They discover the green one has been sold. They pay transport to come and to come. And. Those people, you have to control yourself to work with them for a long time. They will stretch your patience by their foolishness. Learn to execute things. Learn to get things done. There to start something. This is another year. Don't give excuses. This is another year. Someone came to me and said that he feels that the witches are pursuing them. I said, no problem. They have been pursuing you for how long? He said, sir, maybe about six years now. I said, okay, for the next six years, you are the one to pursue them. Do you know what I'm saying? So let's do it six, six, twelve, right? They've been pursuing you first half. This is second half. If you are in the dream and they are pursuing you, turn around in the dream. Don't, don't pray. Just turn around and start chasing them. If you chase them for the next six years, by the end of 12 years, you discover that they are nowhere to be. I mean, I'm not saying pray for them to die. Just turn around and chase them. Because it's easy to hide under the, spiritual, under the cover of spirituality that something is against us when we are not engaging life. If God be for you, who can be against you? Praise God. So the lazy man says there's a lion in the street. We are in a new year now. Don't give excuses. Don't give excuses. Preaching in our church in Warrior, and I was telling them, don't get into this year. You know, people say that this year was bad to me. Oh, this year did this to me. This is the year you are not going to say the year did something to you. This is the year you are going to do something to the year. That like, well, I used 2018 so much. In December, you can take a proper vacation. We cannot be victims all of our life. Number two, um, Proverbs chapter 26, verse 14. As a door turns on its hinges, so does the lazy man on his bed. Constant activity, little progress. You've been working for 10 years and there's no single proof of the fact that you've been working. Just turning, turning with a lot of noise, a lot of movement. Even the children of Israel, God had to tell them specifically, you have turned around this mountain for too long. Take your journey. Going around in circles. It's a sign of laziness. Just going around in circles. Going around the same familiar terrain. Going around the same routine. There should be meaningful progress in your life. One of the first words man heard when, when he was created was be blessed, be fruitful, have dominion, multiply, replenish the earth. Those are progressive words. God is not against progress. You shouldn't just be turning on your bed. What's, what's the bed? A symbol of comfort, a symbol of rest. 
Just stunning from one side to the other. You're just comfortable. Stretch your capacity. Stretch your ability. This year, make sure you are stretching. If you used to read one book, read two. Stretch. Don't stay around that comfort. If you, if you have a blog, you used to write one um, paragraph a day. Do two. Stretch. A friend of mine sent me a video. And was, he said, I just wanted this video to inspire you. I said, don't bother. We have been receiving inspiration for the past 30 years plus. When are we going to take the inspiration and get going? I'm really... I mean, at this stage of my life, it's fine. You know what you need. Go for it. You keep attending how to find your purpose seminar, how to find your purpose seminar, how to find your purpose seminar. For the past 10 years, you have not found it. When will you now attend how to live your purpose? There are some seminars we should not find you. Turns on his bed. Just the constant movement in the place of comfort. Isn't it amazing sometimes the people you admire really do not have more abilities than you have? But you know what? They put their own abilities to action. Yeah, that's the truth. Some don't have more capacity than you have. Have you ever seen someone doing something that they pray so well and in your heart, I mean, this is not, you know that, ah, no, I can, I'll do this person. But the only reason you're not there is because you're on your bed turning. Just moving around one spot. Even your Christian life, there's no challenge. It's the same early morning toothbrush prayer when you are driving to work for the past 10 years. And you say, ah, I need spiritual encouragement. You don't need spiritual encouragement. A time must come in your life where you must find yourself inspiration. You don't need any, anything external to get you to get your job done. Number three. The lazy man buries his hand in the bowl. It wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. Basic sense of responsibility. You cannot take basic sense of respons responsibility. When you put your hand in your bowl, it's expected that you bring it to your mouth and feed yourself. But you cannot do that. Everyone must assume basic responsibility for their life. There are things you shouldn't expect your husband to do for you. There are things you shouldn't expect your wife to do for you. I, I, I mean, it's beautiful. We, but I think, again, we have so made our generation so touchy that people cannot even place so much demand on us are you following what i'm saying people cannot place so much demand on us uh, uh, when we're going to the jet we had this Ghana must go of clothes and all that so we uh we i stepped out i was talking with someone so my son came to me and says the Ghana must go they brought it out so i said go and carry it I mean, it was heavy. He was dragging the thing. I saw a lot of parents looking at me. They were almost shouting child abuse. You know, I mean, he dragged the thing to where I am. So I told him, I said, you have to thank God that God blessed you. you know, at this age, you should have been hawking around Finima. Do you understand what I'm saying? There was no attempt to even carry the bag. But yet, when you get into the boat, ah, where's my iPad? You can play games. You can't carry a bag. It won't work. No, it won't work. There's no two ways about it. 
basic responsibility there are ages your child should get to they should assume basic responsibility don't destroy their future because of prosperity you're not the first man to have money the child is 10 years old he's still dancing around like 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 uh, don't baby what they call don't baby in english doll eh? still still fluttering everywhere like a butterfly I said, ah, he will grow up, he will grow up. His mate has already planted one cassava farm. And the funny thing is this. When your children leave your house, they will compete with the realities of the world, not the realities of your home. And that's why when we get to say, ah, they are bullying my children, they are bullying my children. The bully himself was a child. But probably saw life from a different perspective. In as much as we want to provide comfort, we want to provide um, um, resources for our children, we shouldn't let lazy people out there that cannot take basic responsibility of bringing food to their mouth. Listen to me, and I'll say this here. That's very important. I say it with all the love in my heart. You have a basic responsibility in life to feed yourself. It's not the responsibility of the church. It's not the responsibility of your parents, as it were. It's not the responsibility of anybody. You have a basic responsibility of putting food in your stomach. We have a very strong dependency syndrome in our culture and in our system. And I'll tell you this. You know what Paul said, even when I was talking about taking care of widows? He says the widow that is still young, that should go and work, he said the church should not take care of that widow. Because there's what Pastor Poju will call learned helplessness. Where you now make people feel guilty for having money. You know, you can make people feel guilty. They help you out of guilt. The only scripture you know is James. If you see your brother coming and he has no shirt, and your brother needs shirt, you cannot say your brother it is wet. Sometimes we'll tell you it is wet. When we don't have snow here, so you are fine. But when you go out and you feel a bit of snow, you, you will think creatively. Of how to get shirt. Basic responsibility. Everybody say basic responsibility. Now, the ones I've just described are just the basic, 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 right? Even in your own spiritual life, I cannot grow for you. Spiritual growth is not transferable. You have to take up your Bibles. You have to read. You have to pray. I see a lot of, let's help this person to grow. Let's, it's good. But you cannot help a man who is not willing to take the basic responsibilities. That's, that's the problem. He was talking about people coming to you for mentorship. They won't ask you the right questions. They won't ask you for the books you're reading. They won't ask you for anything. What do they want? They want to take selfie with you. Because once they post on Facebook, live, Gabe and me, that's all. And they have 1,000 likes. They are successful. You must know that knowing a successful man does not mean that you are successful. If you can get some of the messages Bishop Edibor preached in Kaduna Church, those messages will turn your life around. Very, very simple st statements used to make then in Kaduna Church. That our bed and my bed is not the same thing. And I'll say this, and I'll say this now. Because of the, those foundations of strong work ethic he built in Winner's Chapel, it's one of the reasons you can find prosperity in that church. 
because he built if you listen to him in those days it was walk 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 what you are seeing is what the harvest of those teachings but you know what's happening to our own generation oh it's grace don't judge me it's just the grace of god it's just the favor of god you sleep one day prisoner you wake up your prime minister you have been sleeping for 10 years I have forgotten that who we're talking about is a slave that was working for Potiphar, that was working in prison. He worked in prison to such an extent, the prison warden handed over everything to him. That's a strong work ethic. He wasn't just sleeping in prison and just dreaming. You know, some of you just dream, oh, if God can just give me one dream like Joseph. <laughs> God doesn't waste resources, He doesn't empower the lazy. 16 proverbs 26 16 the lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly sometimes the people you you see talk a lot when you hear them talk you think as if they have all the wisdom in the world the wisdom is to cover their laziness sometimes you need to talk less and allow your work show forth talk less and allow your work to show forth let's go to proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5 proverbs 21 and verse 5 Proverbs 21 and verse 5. Are you still here? I can hear you. Are you still here? The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely leads to poverty. Proverbs 21 verse 25. 21 verse 25. The desire of the lazy man kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. The desire of the lazy man kills uh, or the lazy man kills him for his hands refuse to labor. Proverbs 13 4. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. The desire of a lazy man will kill him because he refused to labor. That means with every desire, there should be a corresponding labor. There must be a corresponding labor that goes with every desire. You want to learn how to speak well, there must be a corresponding effort. You want to learn how to um, um, do business well, there must be a corresponding effort. You, know, you want to learn how to drive, there must be a corresponding effort. EWK, uh, signpost to the road of success. Make your brain sweat. Put in effort. Put in effort. I want to really emphasize this morning that we must deal with every trace of laziness in our life. Put in effort. Quality effort. Sometimes behind the scene, and, and, and you know, it can be like that for pastors because you know, sometimes if they get something for pastors, they say, oh, why did you sometimes behind the scene, you don't know the level of work that you need to put in. It's hard work. Everybody who is making giant strides is putting in the level of work. It's hard work. I remember Samadhi was saying he wanted to travel somewhere. Pastor Samadhi wanted to travel somewhere and he had to do 40 broadcasts in a particular day just to make sure that he had the, the, the broadcast rolled out. But you know, when you watch those 40 broadcasts, you just feel that, ah, the man is just talking. All these pastors. 
when you meet people ask them the labor they've put in a lazy man always desires always desire i wish i wish i wish i wish i wish but when you look at his work rate it's nothing compared to his desires if your desire is more than your labor you are going to be a thief and it's because we have been raised in a society where hard work is not celebrated and sometimes even in church because someone can walk into church now with all the money in the world and the next day we make them a deacon and the deacon you say turn to the book of nehemiah he's actually going to read mark because he doesn't know where nehemiah is it's not been taught the word of god and sometimes in church i don't understand we're going to the whole of february we're going to deal with the role of pastors because i think sometimes we don't even understand for instance a secular musician who sings secular music just gets born again and says he's born again the next day what are we doing we're putting him on the pulpit to preach and share his testimony his testimony is not the gospel his testimony is not the gospel the gospel is different jesus didn't say go into all the world and, and share your testimony no a thousand times no that's not the gospel so it comes up and that becomes um, every church now invites him after two years the scripture clearly says that if uh, do not put a novice in a position of authority or too carried away by what money can buy that even pastors don't pay attention to that you must put in your labor every ministry and I, 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 I mean Gabriel will say I'm in business I'm in ministry I've studied ministries every ministry you're seeing making their mark right now are ministries that are 35 years 40 years 45 years 50 years every ministry every ministry at least have put in 35 years I remember in school one of the pastors used to come up and uh, talks well, dresses well, everything was fine. And he was busy. Every, every ministry video we're watching of that pastor, he would snap the picture and go and give it to his tailor that he wants his suit like this. Small time, he would buy cream, apply to his hair, started changing his phonetics. And I said, you are copying the externals. You are not copying the label. Copying dress sense. Now he has suits, but he does not have ministry. <laughs> he has suits. If you go, you see suits all over. No ministry. Because suits is not ministry. Phonetics is not ministry. Labor. Labor. Scripture says the pastors that are worthy of double honor are those who labor in word and doctrine. Apostle Paul says, I labor more than you all. We don't have an example of laziness in scriptures. Every teaching in Christianity that reduces your work ethic is not a good doctrine. What does God do? He pours his favor on our labor. Are you following what I'm saying? That's what God does. God will not reduce your work hours just because you are a believer. You know what God would rather do? Will even increase your work hours. Because he wants you to be more of a blessing. 
you know the picture we have is we don't walk we just stay at home we just confess the word we sow some seeds and the next day we you know it it's irresponsibility to think that way that's why you even see for instance in developed countries you have things like volunteering even people who don't have jobs go to volunteer right now when you even tell people about internship they'll be asking you how much do you pay you see somebody who read mechanical engineering you say why are you doing your internship you say i'm doing it where they sell pigs you say what's the connection are you building um, engines for pigs you say no they pay 35 there but the engineering workshop i went they say they won't pay me so you you, you four years of university you went to now be feeding pigs because of thirty thousand. then by the time you now get a job you are more acquainted with how pigs live than how machines work and then you are zero excellence they drop you, you say oh they're after you you were after yourself many years ago when you chose pigs above machines the lifestyle we have cultivated even sometimes unconsciously through the things we preach to people is that you can get more for doing less and it's called a miracle have you observed that when they got to the promised land manna did not fall again god says go till the land manna only fell in the wilderness because they couldn't farm they were on a journey but immediately they got to the promised land the manna stopped because what god gives you by miracles you must sustain by principles put in the labor why do you find some pastors teach things that are not correct they will not spend time to read the word to read the word is labor to study the word is labor so i like you today to look at your work ethic and increase it if you have great desires increase it are you following what i'm saying if you have great desires increase it i was i i, I was privileged to see a month a month uh, a schedule of papa deboy one month his schedule it's incredible it's it's unimaginable what the man was going to be doing in that one month he's doing fasting in north america He's going to open one convention. I mean, it's incredible. It's not something that even right here, I think I can cope with. And you see a young man who just run to redemption camp and carry one tattered 1,000 naira late on the altar. And while he's there, they are snapping him photograph because he has to put it on Facebook that he was at the redemption camp to tap grace. And then comes back. And you look at his work ethic, zero. This this principle of that we have been taught to exchange money for things people work for is very satanic it has reduced our ability to get things done someone met with john and sold into his life and said oh i just wanted to, to receive the writing grace you have in on your life Rejoin and said this writing grace is 40 years 40 years of writing consistently i want to challenge you I want to challenge you. There's nothing wrong in being of a blessing to people. There's nothing wrong in ministering to people. But please, anything that makes you to reduce your work ethic this year is not right. If you have a shop, go early. Open it. Sweep up the place and stay there. You have to take care of your home. Do it well. You have to take care of business. When you get to the office, put in the hours. When you get home, if you need to spend time with your children, whatever you're doing, whatever you need to do, put in the hours. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's pray. 
Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.